0: hi and welcome to the circle of film podcast i'm ryan and join me as we step into book club in today's statistics episode we read the wind and the sky when the sun is high we sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze at night we name every So today we're going to be talking about book club statistics. Uh, This is a Wednesday episode. And uh, by now we should know who won uh, the Fantasy Movie League, the Cine Realist League, uh, as we have just finished the spring season. Unfortunately, I do not know this yet because I am in Brazil. But I'm recording this ahead of time so that you can have something to listen to while I am away. Uh, I will probably tag on... Uh, some fantasy Movie League update at the end of the first episode. I record when I get back, but as of now, I don't know who won. Uh, I believe at this point in time, it was a three three way race between Rahman, myself, and Rybone. So um, we'll see. Uh, I think Rahman was in the lead. Rahman should have been in the lead, so his to lose in that sense. Uh, but today we're talking about Book Club. Book Club, the new 2018 movie, just came out, well, two weekends ago now. But it features a lot of old people in it who are very prominent, recognizable names and faces. So I thought I would do a statistics episode about it. Uh, yeah. So I saw this May 19th, 2018, which is some time away, some time ago. It clocks in at 97 minutes, so fairly short. And it's a 2018 film. My summary. Four friends keep up with their lifelong tradition of the titular activity, that being a book club. Gave it a 21. It has a 57 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm not too big I'm not too happy about this. It's real bad. Okay, it's got terrible green screen. I don't even think the performances are that good. Uh, these four women all have conveniently different uh, relationship statuses. Widow, divorcee single, and, um, forget the other one, they're all, they're all different, they're all in very different stages of life, however, they're all very, very successful in their professional lives, which is also strange, because whose group of four friends from college are all super, uber successful at the exact thing they wanted to be uh, when they're older, generally, not many, but, whatever. Uh, yeah, so I gave it to 21. I think it's pretty bad. Which puts it on par with 12 Strong. Puts it one be- just behind Mute. And just ahead of Insidious, colon, The Last Key. Not great company. So, let's see where this goes elsewhere. As the director, Bill Holderman. Uh, this is his only film he's directed that I've seen. So he has an average film rating of 21. And only one film rated between 0 and 24. He has a value of negative 2 and a score of 5, ranking him 2,847th overall. Tied with Ken Scott, director of Delivery Man and Unfinished Business. Tied with Olivier Megaton, director of Taken 2 and 3. Uh, Puts him just behind William Heiss, who directed uh, Pillow Fight the ball game and hockey match on the ice which are all like 1900s films like 19 aughts films and puts him one spot uh, ahead of Aaron Seltzer director of date movie and epic movie yeah not not great company <laughs> uh, next up is uh, writers which is also Bill Holderman but this is the second movie he's written Uh, It drops his average film rating to a 26.5. It is his only film rating between 0 and 24, and second best movie overall, coming in behind A Walk in the Woods. He has a value of negative 3, and a score of 10.25, ranking him 5,256th overall. Just behind Jim Bernstein, director of d or writer, one of the writers on D3, The Mighty Ducks, or... Um, Diane Ackerman and Angela Workman who wrote Z- The Zookeeper's Wife that puts him one spot ahead of just any movies here, uh, Brad Lewis who wrote on Cars 2 um, yeah that's it but there's other writers on this movie uh, including Erin Sims, her only film credit, uh, average film of 21 and she's a value of negative two, a score of five, and a ranked ranking of 5,925th overall. Tied with Michael Cerrone, who wrote Me, Myself, and Irene, and Dumb and Dumber 2. As well as David E. Kelly, writer of Lake Placid. Or Henry Gilroy, Scott Murphy, and Stephen Melching, who all co-wrote Star Wars colon, The Clone Wars. She's also one spot ahead of Fred Wolf, who wrote Grown Ups and Dickie Roberts, former child star. Uh, David Spade, who wrote Dickie Roberts, former child star, and Joe Dirt. Jason Lethko, who wrote Zoom and Home on the Range. Great company. But let's get into the actors. These are where we finally hear real names that we recognize. First up is Wallace Shawn. This is his 33rd film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 59.79. It is his 5th film, rated between 0 and 24, and 29th best film overall. Coming in behind The Haunted Mansion, and ahead of Admission. He has a value of 9, a score of 65.37, and he's ranked 264th overall. One spot behind Akio Atsuka, who is a voice actor, who has been in a lot of Studio Ghibli Films, and Wallace Shawn is one spot ahead of Albert Finney. Next up is Richard Dreyfuss, the legendary Richard Dreyfuss, reduced to useless in this movie. Uh, This is his 21st film credit, and drops his average film rating to a 59.61. It is his 4th film, rated between 0 and 24, and 18th best movie overall. Coming in behind always, and ahead of Piranha 3D. He has a value of 6 and a score of 60.48. He is ranked 494th overall, one spot behind Ian McDiarmid, and one spot ahead of Daniel Radcliffe. Squashed right there between Star Wars and Harry Potter. Next up is Diane Keaton. This is her 20th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 56.65. It is her 5th film rated between 0 and 24 and 17th movie overall. Coming in behind Hampstead and ahead of Hanging Up. She has a value of 1, a score of 52.5, and a ranking of 1,151st overall. She is tied with Powers Booth, Toby Huss, and Andy McDowell. She is one spot behind Liam Neeson, and one spot ahead of Jesse Eisenberg. So between Batman villains. Interesting. Uh, next up is Jane Fonda. This is her 18th film credit and drops her average morning to a 54.67. as her third film, right between 0 and 24, and 16th best movie overall. Coming in behind Barefoot in the Park and ahead of Barbarella. She has a value of negative and a score of 48.7, ranking her 1,552nd overall, uh, putting her just behind John Favreau, and just ahead of Roger Ashton Griffiths. And I will say, Jane Fonda is the oldest of the four women in this movie, and that is not, based on purely their appearance, she looks better than most of them. Uh... But she has had quite some work done. Quite some work done. Uh, Yeah. That, that's interesting. I, I think that's always a fun... Because like, these four women are portrayed, supposed to be like the same age because they grew up in college together. Jane Fonda is like 16 years older than Mary Steenburgen. That's insane. They both look great for their ages. But like 16 years older. Wow. Next up is Ed Begley Jr. This is his 8th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 58.38. It is his first and only film rated between 0 and 24 and worst film overall. Coming in behind Going South. He has a value of .5 and a score of 47.2, ranking him 1,722nd overall. Tied with Charles Napier and Anna Massey. He is one spot behind Francis Conroy and one spot ahead of Timothy Busfield, or Josh Mostel, Ed Begley Jr. Next up is Craig T. Nelson. This is his 13th film credit, and drops his average film rating to a 53.54. It is his third film, rated between 0 and 24, and 12th best movie overall, coming in behind Get Hard, and ahead of The Skulls. He's got a value of negative 1. A score of 45.4 and is ranked 1956th overall, just behind Doris McCarthy and just ahead of Holiday Granger. Next up is Katie Asselton. This is her seventh film credit and drops her average formatting to a 56.29, is her second film rate between 0 and 24, and sixth best movie overall, coming in behind The Puffy Chair and ahead of Father Figures from last year. She has a value of zero, a score of 43.78, and is ranked 2,178th overall. One spot behind David Kochner, one spot ahead of E. Roger Mitchell. And she and Alicia Silverstone, who is the next person on this list, uh, could have been one character. I don't know why they were two characters. Alicia Silverstone, this is her 10th film credit and drops her average filming to a 53 even. Uh, It is her third film, rated between 0 and 24, and ninth best movie overall. Coming in behind, Scooby-Doo 2, colon, Monsters Unleashed, and ahead of Alex Ryder, colon, Operation Stormbreaker. She has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 42.67, and is ranked 2,320th overall. One spot behind June Foray, who was a voice actor back in the day, and one spot ahead of Laura Vandervoort, who was in Jigsaw, or Ted, or The Lookout. Vandervoort. Next up is Mary Steenburgen. This is her 19th film credit, and drops her average film rating to a 51.05. She has her 4th film rating between 0 and 24, and 18th Best movie overall, coming in behind her voice role in The Trumpet of the Swan, and ahead of Four Christmases, She has a value of negative 5 and a score of 41.19, ranking her 2,520th overall, one spot behind Lake Bell, and one spot ahead of Jed Reese, Michael Nyquist, and David Schofield, among others next is don johnson this is his 7th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 50.71 this is his second film rated between 0 and 24 and 6th best movie overall coming in behind a boy and his dog and ahead of the other woman he has a value of -2.5 and a score of 36.94 ranking him 3030th overall one spot behind donna murphy One spot ahead of Hugh Bonneville. Hugh Bonneville, who was in Paddington and Paddington 2. Next up is Andy Garcia from The Oceans Films. This is his 21st film credit and drops his average film rating to a 41.71. It is his fifth film, rated between 0 and 24, and 18th best movie overall. Coming in behind New York, I Love You, and ahead of The Pink Panther 2. He has a value of negative 16 and a score of 22.09, ranking him 4,259th overall. One spot behind Adam Brody, not Adrian Brody, Adam Brody. One spot ahead of Spencer Breslin. Next up is Candace Bergen. This is her 13th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 36.38. It is her 6th film rated between 0 and 24 and 8th best film overall coming in behind Home Again and ahead of View from the Top. She has a value of negative 10.5 and a score of 21.03 ranking her 4,306th overall. One spot behind Damon Wayans Jr. and one spot ahead of Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. Uh, That's it for actors. So pretty not so great. Uh, really hurts a lot of their, a lot of their stats, stat lines. Anyway, moving on to genres. Uh, book Club ranked rated twenty one from the year twenty eighteen. It is a comedy, and it is a romance. Uh, so it drops the average rating of comedies to fifty three point zero one, um, and it drops the average rating of romances to fifty five point four zero. It is a three on the Bechtel test. Uh, the women do talk to each other. Surprisingly and not always about a guy though more often than not about a guy. It is a PG-13 film And has no place on any top movie lists ever No Academy Award love as of yet. I don't envision any No circle of film love either It is not a best picture in any category for me of any year, but it does factor into the year of 2018 as a whole it is one of the 78 films I've seen this year, uh, that has been released this year, and one of the 942 films I have seen in this calendar year. It drops the average rating of films from 2018 to 37.13, so low. It drops the tomato meter, no it doesn't, it increases the tomato meter to, from up to a 50.17, a little bit. It is a comedy, one of the 25 comedies of the year, and it is a romance, one of the 14 romances of the year. It is a bad film. So it is the 53rd bad film of the year I've seen. And the ratio is 0.28. It is a three on the Bechtel test, part of the 57.69% of films from this year with a three on the Bechtel test. It's PG-13. It's one of the 27 films this year with a PG-13 rating. Uh, one Just one slot behind R-rated movies, which are 28. And finally, as a film rated 21, it is part of the 56 films that I've seen on my spreadsheet rank with a rating of 21. I already mentioned 12 Strong from this year, which has the same score. Let's go back to 2017, where we had Snatched, which got a 21, as, long, as well as a couple of short films, See if we go back to 2016 here. Where we had Triple Nine, Ride Along 2, and Mike and Dave need wedding dates. All got a 21. So great company. Great. Great company. Uh that's that's about it. Um Book Club. I don't recommend it. Uh, but for what it's worth. I mean, if you like those actors, I guess it's okay to like see them, but I, I don't recommend it even still. It is um, far from the best movie this year or any other year or in any category you really want to ascribe to it. But I went and saw it with MoviePass and it was free. So no harm, no foul. Uh, that's it. That's it for today's episode. Uh, like I said, I am currently away in Brazil, so that's why some of these episodes, uh, like this one, some of the statistics you might have heard in this episode are vaguely similar to the Deadpool 2 statistics as far as like the numbers of things, and that's because I recorded both of them the same day, uh, but I had to, had to record something. I didn't want to, you know, I'd rather have something than nothing uh, while I'm away, and this is one of those things. Uh, some of the other episodes, I think, are just better, but Book Club did have some statistics, and they have impacted the spreadsheet, and some pretty notable names as well. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support the show, uh, you can do that, patreon.com slash circleoffilm, for as little as 8 cents an episode. You can head over to circleoffilm.com to find old episodes, old top 10 lists that I've done, uh, statistics, uh, wealth of information, Circle Film awards, anything like that. You can also get in touch with me at Circle of film or Film at gmail.com on Twitter or email. I'm always happy to talk, respond, and especially to receive top movie lists. Love top movie lists. Can't get enough of them. And that's it. Thank you so much once more and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, she says said-